Fashion Plan fam. Welcome to episode 17. This is a very special episode because we're joined by a very special guest. We have Megan on. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being on this podcast. Yes, I'm so excited. It's been a long time coming. So I'm so happy to finally chat with you guys. We're so excited. So how are you? How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Um, Life is very different after paradise for sure. Um, I feel like around paradise and everything. I mean, I just moved to Vancouver. I just started, you know, a job here and life is so different, you know, almost like two years, it seems like after. So life is very different. That's good. I mean, different can be good. I think changes, changes are, are needed sometimes. And for sure, I know paradise was a while ago, but you know, how, how do you feel that it was such a huge part of your life? And has it changed in any way since that you aired on TV? Lots of things have been different. I think like my personal life is a lot different. Um, the way that I engage in friendships, relationships, um, seeing myself back on television and learning and growing from that was really interesting to kind of understand how maybe I'm perceived or how I communicate. Um, so in many ways it's, it's changed and transformed me as a person. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the full question, but, um, I, I it's like, there's so much in my mind since then yeah. it's, there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the thing is like, it's, yes, we understand it was a, like a couple of years ago, not even a year ago. It was a, you know, a couple of years ago and it's still, feels fresh and every single person that we've talked to from the show it's like yeah it was a long time ago but at the same time they feel like it was just yesterday because I guess there's so much that happens and that affects your life right yeah and I feel like you know I've never really you know I guess talked about the show I've never really um I guess had the opportunity to aside from, you know, conversations I've had with Celine about it, maybe, or, you know, but that's truly the only person I've really talked to, and maybe Anna a bit, but um, yeah, I just feel like I haven't, I haven't talked about it, and it, yeah. it's, it's still, even though it was a couple of years ago, and, um, you know, it just happened, still is a part of this year, it still is a part of, um, yeah, so much, I, it's just, it, it's, I don't know. It's a whirlwind. I almost feel like questions are the best thing because then it brings you right back to the moment. Because um, I'm like, oh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, that's why we want to give this platform because obviously it's not just us that want to hear this side. There's so many people that want to hear every single contestant side of the story. And even though yeah. it's been a while back, like you said, there's not many opportunities, especially because I think we're Canadian. You know, there's not many platforms that give you guys the the leeway in like telling your experience so that's what we want to be for you so you know because we're on that topic right now we're going to start from the beginning and we want to ask you (laughs) did you apply by yourself to be on the show or were you nominated by someone so I I sent in um an audition like I don't know a couple years before I even got on the show and I actually I was I didn't watch The Bachelor or whatever um uh you know uh someone that I was with previously had got me into the show and we kind of like ended our relationship saying 
I, I had said to him, I was like, you should go on this show. Well, and we like ended our relationship and I was like, out of spite, I'm going to audition for this show. <laughs> and it was so long ago, like so long ago, but what had happened is I got reached out to by the U S one or something and they wanted to do some interviews and then nothing happened. It was silent for a bit. And then yeah. I resubmitted again for the U S heard back and went a little bit further. And then I had just moved to Vancouver. I had just been transferred here with uh, my design job. Mm. And they, they were, somebody had reached out. They were like, do you want to meet the producers? And so I was like, okay. So I didn't audition for the Canadian one, but um, I don't know, something, something happened in the line of communication between, you know, Bachelor Nation, I guess, or like their franchise. Right. But uh, that's how I came about on the show. That is the most unexpected answer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that that was gonna be your answer oh my gosh I'm so happy we started with that question <laughs> yeah so it, 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 yeah sometimes I think about it I'm like I seemed like a really shitty person but but it just <laughs> happened and it was years after so I was like why not I'm still I'm single so, so why not yeah exactly I'm so happy you did that because you were single <laughs> and you were ready to mingle but does that mean, that, did you specifically try to get on Paradise or was it like a Bachelor season? I think it was, honestly, I don't even remember what it was. Um, yeah, I, I I think it was, I submitted for Bachelor or okay. the Bachelorette or or like one of, not Bachelorette, but Bachelor, um, whatever was on their online like form to fill out. And yeah. so I did okay. that and then just it took a couple years to go through and filter through, but yeah that is so cool Crazy. wow do you think that that had something to do with you being like a first arrival because it, it is important I think like who's the initial cast because usually initial cast like you get to know them more as a viewer they get to stay on a little bit longer sometimes did you know that you were going to be a first arrival no I had no idea like I I had no idea like what to expect I mean at this you don't get get much information yes you go through like this process beforehand about you know going through all of the medical and whatever to make sure that you're able to go onto the show and mm -hmm. um I my my parents are so involved in my life and they were like Megan this could be you could be being trafficked like you're getting flown out you're going to a place oh nobody God. knows where you're going like send us your address classic. all these things classic and parenting. so yeah and yeah. so um I had no idea what to expect I had I mean they would send you things to do during the quarantine period which was about five days and I mean they were like hey you're gonna be picked up tomorrow you're gonna be put on on set and ready to go and they picked me up from the quarantine place within 10, 15 minutes. I was mic'd up and they're like, bring a little pouch or carrier bag, you know, in case you want to do some touch-ups for your makeup. And then I walked on and Charlene was the first person I saw. And it was crazy because I was oh like, God. is this it? Is this it? Like, nobody's <laughs> going to prep me. Do Like, throw me a line or something. Like, <laughs> But there was nothing. So, so it was like sporadic. They were like, we're ready to go. Here's your mic. You're on the show. And then you just had to like start mingling with people right away without like let's say being prepared quote-unquote yeah uh, absolutely so I mean they like you go on the boat or whatever and you come off the dock and they film that and then they're like okay now you're just gonna go and meet Charlene and it's just a one opportunity and so I didn't know is that the take they're gonna do are they gonna do a couple more takes is it what right. it was just all real and raw and that was the most unexpected thing about reality tv because I've grown up in the theater I've you know done 
acting and things like that. So I understand that there's a lot of lines or curated, you know, things that you're supposed to do, but um, this one, they would just, it was completely reality. And uh, wow. that was the most interesting perspective to, to, I don't know, to gain from that side yeah. of television. Yeah, that's really super cool insight. So we could actually say, because there's a lot of speculation about this, about how these reality shows, especially in the Bachelor Nation world, that they're like mm -hmm. very much scripted. So yeah, debunk that right now because I feel like that's a really good <laughs> way to debunk that myth <laughs> about these shows on the Bachelor world. Yeah, I would one thousand like. I mean, I'm the biggest Real Housewives fan, so yeah. uh, I'm always watching. Even beforehand, I was watching it. And I was like, this is so scripted and and whatever. Right. But now having the experience and understanding that you know the like I there is no guidance like there's nothing at all and yeah that like a producer might come and talk to you and and for example this might be for Real Housewives of you know one of them but not this show but um they I'm sure they're like you know you need to talk about this this and this and for me I was given like free like range to talk to do whatever I wasn't so I don't know if there is any type of guidance but for me from my own perspective no nothing like it was it's all you and what you're willing to be vulnerable about on camera and that's it that's great that's that is amazing though. yeah mm -hmm. yeah it is comforting yeah. to hear in a way because we always hope that like we get the true love stories and then of course there's like speculation like okay did a producer want this couple to happen or did this couple organically yeah. fall in love and happened on their own, you know? So yeah. yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy about that. And I'm, I'm also very happy about the way you were portrayed because I feel like you were portrayed as someone who was very serious, but serious in terms of like wanting a relationship and being ready mm -hmm. for a long-term serious one, wanting to be engaged to someone. But with all that being said, how realistically open were you to like doing that on national TV, like falling in love, getting <clears throat> potentially engaged and all that stuff? Yeah, I think, I mean, when I was there, I completely gave it my all. I really wanted something to be, I'm, I'm such a like hopeless romantic. So I really truly believe in finding love and maybe that makes me naive or vulnerable or susceptible to just like believing people. But looking back on it, I realized how uncomfortable I think I was on camera and how much, how guarded I was. So that's like feedback I've always had in my relationships is just that, you know, it feels like there's some type of communication or like you're not saying exactly what you're truly feeling. You, cause your body says one thing, but your words don't make sense, but your mind might be saying something else. So, um, as much as I thought I was completely authentically myself watching it back. And then, you know, a year and a bit later, um, it was very different than who I am, I think, and who I wanted to be in on TV because the cameras, I think really had an effect on me in hindsight. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that we would always say about you is that we just found that you were so level-headed and like, I feel like we didn't get that like hopeless romantic vibe because I feel mm -hmm. like we're so able to call out certain things that maybe weren't apparent to people on TV, but like we were able to catch when we were doing the recaps, but yeah, things that you would say 
in your ITMs or certain things that we'd catch that you were saying to your girlfriends on the show. And we were just like, Megan has so much insight and she's so wise and knowledgeable. And like, we were just saying like, you know, you had such a good head on your shoulders to be on this show. So I feel like the way that we saw you was just like one of the best people on the show. And like, I'm like, we just just knew that you knew how to navigate it, you know? So that's how we kind of saw you. So, yeah. And it's weird because in that in that scenario, I you, you know what I mean. Like you you don't know exactly what to do, and you think. I mean, I felt like I was like on drugs the whole time in a way <laughs> by saying like I was just so hyper aware of my feelings and my emotions and anything that felt off. And so um, I thought that everything was. I was so open to the experience and just accepting like what was. Um, but I didn't really, I, I didn't think that people would be either playing games or, you know, having any other <laughs> like expectation than to find love. And so maybe that's what made me naive and, and, and whatever. But looking back on it, I wish that I was a little bit more open to the experience, even though I thought I was, um, you know, if I was ever given an opportunity to do it again, I think that I would offer, I would be I would understand, I think, how to give myself a little bit more to somebody um, because I just I I think naturally I'm just a little bit guarded and three weeks isn't really not a whole lot of time to fall in love. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you were saying a little bit before, um, did you think to yourself in that moment in paradise, like, what if I meet the love of my life? Like, did you ever have that thought and like thinking, you know, if they're from another province in Canada or even another country, what were your plans on dealing with that if that were to happen? Like, did you have that already figured out in your head when, before you went on the show? Well, I mean, my, like, the history of my my partners, they've all, like, one of, I, I was engaged previously in that relationship. They, we both lived, I lived in Canada, he was from Croatia. So, um, you know, we chased each other across the oceans for like four years and then eventually we finally ended up with each other so for me you know long distance has always had always been something that I felt like I was good at because I don't know you can also keep your own routines and independence and you know there are some really good things about having long distance um you know and then when you are together it's it's wonderful but sustainably like long term you do have to come to you know, a point in your relationship where you're like, this is no longer going to be, which I've had that conversation before. So I wasn't scared of the fact that, you know, the possibility of meeting somebody uh, and they live somewhere else. I was, I'm open to moving and traveling and, you know, experiencing life to the fullest. So um, I didn't see it as an issue. I saw it as, you know, if it works, it's going to work. I mean, look at Joe, Joey and Tessa, for example, too, like love conquers all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And yeah. I- the way that you handled it too is is the mindset that most people need to have when they go into these things is that you want to be open to the opportunity because you really never know who you're going to meet and where your life is going to take you. So I think yeah. you have like a really, really good mindset too going onto the show. And yeah, exactly. I know that you mentioned a little bit about your previous relationships, but <clears throat> obviously being on the show, we did get to see other relationships that you had on the show unfold with mainly mm-hmm. Tia and Garrett. And you know, if you were to reflect on the relationship that you had with Mattia, do you think that you were using, you know, quote unquote, the old habits with him, like in that you had in the past? 
And what exactly about it made you think that, you know, you were used to this when you guys were getting a little bit closer and deeper in your relationship? I don't know what it was. Again, going back to when I was saying I was just so hyper aware of everything. It was just something that I, every single time I was with Mattia, I was like, this just isn't the experience that I came here for. You know, I want to be able to open up to somebody. And with him, I just was like, to be honest too, I I mean, just, I don't want to say his age was something that scared me, but um, I just didn't think that the maturity was there. And so uh, from my own wants and needs, not because I think he's immature, it's just he was not giving me what I would like out of a relationship. I really like a lot of intellectual conversations and diving in and forever talking about random things. And I just, I found it awkward, like a lot of awkward silences. And then you know, all of a sudden it would be like, okay, can we kiss? And I was like, well, I don't feel co- the amount of times I said, my parents are going to be watching this. And like, my family's going to be watching this. I'm obviously on the wrong show. if I'm worried about this. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, I would like to, you know, figure out what your middle name is, or, you know, mm-hmm. have conversations to get to know you before like any type of intimacy physically. So uh, I just, I, I want to get to know like a person and their soul and, you know, just that to me ignites like what I'm looking for. So that's what I felt with uh, Mattia. And I just, I, I just could, and I couldn't stand like another day knowing that I'm kind of wasting my time and his time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that Mattia and like I knew there was so many things that were going on behind the scenes um from what I remember like I encouraged Mattia I was like go and talk to people and I said Maria would really like to have the chance to talk to you and um he's like I'm not interested I'm not interested and I was like but what like we're not even talking so mm-hmm. what is the like what's the catch here so it, that I, there were so many times where I was like, go and, and do it. And I encourage you, like, I, I want to go and explore more. And the first time I did sit down with Garrett, he was on the back of my mind. And there was just something about him that intrigued me so much. And he was just so charismatic and um, had such a, I don't know, like a theater personality in a way that I was used to. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is refreshing. I can kind mm-hmm. of be goofy. I can kind of you know, go beyond, I I don't know, like when you listen, you know, you're interested in somebody when you're just like, keep talking, like, I just want to listen and know more. And so that's how I felt with Garrett on the first conversation. And he did stick in the back of my mind. But, you know, as the days went on with Mattia, I was like, this is just getting to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm just going to end up in similar patterns, not get anywhere. Maybe this might be a situation ship, you're going to be living in like you, I took into consideration a lot of those things. And it's what you know, made me realize that this is not going to be going much further than probably, you know, a boom, boom room. And then that's it, <laughs> which I never did. Yeah. But still, you know, it, 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 I knew that like, it wasn't going to get much further than that. Yeah. yeah, I think you handled it really well, because a lot of people would have just continued to try to see it through and see where it would have gone without thinking about all of those things. And I feel like you made a yeah. really good decision. And you just have so much emotional maturity and it just shows like you're probably one of the most emotionally mature people on the show. Like, thank you. Refreshing. It was really refreshing to see that and the way that you handled all of your situations, you know, like all of the relationships that you had. And I've had to learn from the past that like looks are not everything. 
And, you know, everybody looks the same in the dark and it really comes down to being able to, um, understand a person like through that language. Yeah. And I know you were mentioning a little bit before too, you know, being very self-aware and maybe you were afraid that it was a little bit too much in, in the show and hindering your process. But in moments like this of trying to find a partner to be in a relationship, how important do you think it is to be self-aware before anyone, including yourself, would dive into a long-term relationship? Yeah, I like I think um I think you have to you have to understand yourself a little bit. And to be honest, there's moments even now in my life where I'm like, okay, let's let's go back to the drawing board. Let's figure some things out and rediscover myself in many ways because you know, these are things that areas I'd like to work on. Um, and if it's affecting a relationship, then you do have to sit back and you have to reassess yourself to be able to be a better person for somebody eventually. But I mean, the biggest thing is, am I happy with this person? Um, it is not their responsibility to make me happy. And so that's kind of how the mental, the mentality that I went into it with is just saying, okay, does this person make me like, you know, like those, yeah, I don't know. I could go on. I like, I, I don't know, sometimes with my communication, it's a classic me thing where I go off and I rant and it's kind of like this thing I say, but it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense to me. So I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Point, sense. <laughs> yeah, no, we it's get not- it. We get it. But uh, no, I'm really happy that you said that. And I'm happy that you kind of brought up the idea of everyone looks the same in the dark. What a quote, because that is so true. And um, I think that was the issue with you and Mattia, because I think you were both really attracted to each other. And I feel like people still think that, you know, yes, attraction is important in a relationship, but it's not everything. It's like you want to stay with the person because you're comfortable with them and they're attractive to you. But exactly when it comes down to like, what's my middle name? How do you make me laugh? Do you make me happy? Mm -hmm. Those are the questions that like you have to think of if you want a long term relationship with this person so yeah yeah, I'm really happy that you were able to like decipher those two things especially because if a long-term relationship is what you want then you have to put some of those things aside you know yeah and like not saying they're not important but it's not everything and no yeah speaking of you know we saw the whole thing with Mattia go down and we realized that like this wasn't your person but then you did mention Garrett a little bit and Garrett was really the only guy that was left with you throughout I'd say like middle of season to the end I mean Mattia wasn't that long of a relationship with you so we really saw you grow with Garrett on the show and unfortunately it was announced that you guys weren't together but it was actually the bachelor in paradise canada page that announced that you weren't together anymore so were you were you okay with that like did you know that that was gonna happen um i did i did know that they were gonna (laughs) because they had asked for like you know a couple of testimonials of where we're at kind of thing and they would you know make it all you know curated toward their page but yeah no i knew that it was not gonna be or i knew that it was gonna be shared and posted i hadn't talked to garrett i still haven't till this day I mean, that was one thing, like, I was looking at the page, and I'm like, they better be aware that <laughs> that this is what they want to post, because I'm like, it's a serious topic, like, you know, like, yeah. you, you were with someone, and it wasn't just you and him in the relationship, it was kind of like, all of Canada watching, and even maybe some Americans, so 
you know, like we want to know what the update is and we're like, okay, well, I mean, we're not hearing from yeah. them directly, but um, did you, did you think of, cause I don't think Garrett really addressed it and you didn't address it personally, let's say. So what exactly was the factor that went south in your relationship? Because I mean, speaking for ourselves, like when we watched you two, we thought this is a really good couple with like really good potential because we saw you know the ages matched we knew how emotionally mature you were and yeah Garrett is a bit of like you know he has that foolish like side of him but when he was with you we were able to see like they really mesh well I think it was an age thing but I also think it was just compatibility between you two that we were able to see so what was that thing that kind of like went sour and what was it something that was happening maybe off camera after the show He's such a great guy and he we had such a great experience on the show together. I think that once reality set back in and we were outside of, you know, the paradise bubble, um, other things come into the picture. And, you know, he did live in Utah and I was from Vancouver and he actually was planning to come down. Um, but I just think, I don't even know how to explain it. I just... I felt in my heart, I was like, this isn't going to be going anywhere and I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to waste your money um, for you to come all the way out here. Uh, so it, it just, and I, I, to, to know somebody for three weeks and then for them to come out for a week potentially, and then stay in your home as well. I, I just wasn't ready. I think, you know, yeah. it came very reality set in very quick for me. And I was like, this just isn't it. This is, like our communication styles are very, very different off the show and they weren't great on the show either. Um, mm. it, it was just a really hard, hard, we just weren't, weren't for each other, but he's just such a great guy. I have nothing but amazing things to say about him. I'm grateful for the experience. And he was so kind during the entire show experience as well. Um, you know, there's, there's really nothing bad that I, that went sour. It just, it didn't, it didn't turn out and um it was unfortunate but uh you know it just was what it was yeah well I'm happy that you're able to clear the air about that because I know even in our dms a lot of people were wondering like why did they go south if they were so strong from what we were able to see on the show and I get it I mean it is complicated right like you're coming off of this beautiful bubble and then reality sets in and it's like the person's in your home the person is reaching out to you and you're getting to know the person more. Like I find the more time you spend with someone like consecutively, like if he's going to come and stay for a week and like into your home, you get to see like those little habits that you don't get to see when you kind of like are in your own fantasy little, we're having the best time of our lives situation. So yeah. do you think that that's what it was? It was just like it feeling so real, but it feeling so real quickly do you think like time also had an effect on your relationship yes I think um I think what would have happened is if he had come out here to see me he would have stayed together and I think we would have had an amazing time but I think that fundamentally there were just things that didn't align with what I want out of a relationship and probably vice versa um I just knew that we were just going to prolong something that I knew in my heart wasn't going to wasn't going to last and I don't want to waste anybody's time time very yeah. precious and also too I'm not going to ask somebody to come all the way out here and spend all this money and and whatnot but uh it just wasn't the right timing and uh yeah just just getting just through communication styles you know 
I saying good morning and saying good night was super important to me. And uh, I felt like if I had to ask for those things or, you know, I don't know, like maybe it was too much and that's completely fair too. Um, those are just examples of what I would be looking for, you know, but I, I don't want to have to ask for those things. Uh, and so it, to me, it just, it, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked out long-term and it would have just prolonged things had he come, we would have had a great time, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just, it would, it, it was just, I felt awkward. I felt like there was just something just not real. Yeah, something, yeah. yeah, just like something maybe missing that you hadn't yeah. seen when you were on the show with him. Yeah, and yeah. I'm happy I'm happy you brought that up because I don't think it's too much. I think you wanting those things that you want in a relationship, you don't have to make it clear for the person that's right for you. The person that's right mm -hmm. for you is going to be like, she wants me to do this, this, this. Like, I will do this, this, this and for, for her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or vice versa for him. Like, yeah, and vice versa for him. Yeah. yeah, it's not something that should be you should feel forced to do you should be doing it because it comes from the heart and you want to make the person you're with happy so it shouldn't feel like an effort thing like you know what I mean yes there should be effort in a relationship but for little things like that that you shouldn't feel feel guilty for wanting vice versa I mean those are things that you have to learn to complement each other with with the person you're in a relationship with so yeah I think I think that's important too and and mm -hmm. I don't know like on the beach from what we were able to see, you guys were like mom and dad, you know, like a lot of people were yeah. carrying you and Jared. Also, uh, Austin and Chelsea were kind of having that label. Did you yeah. feel pressure with that label? Because I know you were ready to be a mom. I know Garrett was ready to be a dad. You guys discussed that mm -hmm. in your ITMs. Was that pressure on you? Do you feel like, or were you just like rolling with it at the time? Honestly, it didn't feel, it felt right. It felt, you know, okay. um, you know, I just I felt one thing I remember with Garrett is I felt so empowered standing next to him like I felt whatever you call it like the feminine energy was just shot was just a weird feeling like it was nice when I stood next to him because I was like okay this is this is something I've never felt before and yeah. um that was really nice but uh I I did I never thought twice about the the mom and dad on the show I thought that it was actually quite fitting um <laughs> you know uh although you know I was uh, 28 at the time but it's yeah I don't know it just felt right yeah well I, again like we were saying I feel like you definitely were one of the more mature people on the beach so again a fitting title I think <laughs> work to the right person <laughs> but um no. do you do you have any regrets looking back on the show and do you wish you can maybe go back in time change some things and or change the way that certain things played out yeah yes but then also too I couldn't I couldn't help it because there were cameras in front of me so um you know the day after the fantasy suites there were so many things that were going on in my head um but I just I felt so awkward in front of the camera I mean you share an evening with somebody that's very intimate and it's very um like it's the first time that you're actually experiencing each other's personalities without any cameras and so the night there, the morning after when they're filming, it just, it put me back into, it was so, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you're putting, getting put back to showcase something. But mm -hmm. for me, it, it felt so awkward because I was like, now that I've crossed this line and felt like I had a, like a breakthrough with this person, now I'm brought back to expose it. 
And so um, I, I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. I felt very awkward when we had to film that next morning. And um, there were so many things that I want to say. So like some of my regret is just not knowing what to say and how to say it. Um, because I think that Garrett is so great at communicating and I just couldn't comprehend. I needed some time to process so that I could have been able to say more, but yeah, the cameras just added a little bit of pressure that I didn't expect or really understand until afterwards. So, uh, I don't have any regrets. I do wish that I could have understood myself a little bit more watching myself back. Yeah. I think it's very difficult for somebody who obviously is not used to being on TV to having cameras in your face 24 seven. And it's hard. Like it's something that's difficult and obviously watching it back, it could for sure help you out on maybe in the future for communicating. So I think that you can always take that with you. Um, but mm -hmm. do you think that the cameras like prevented you, like you were saying, obviously you wanted to say things differently, but in the moment, like, were you afraid to say certain things either to Garrett or to anybody that you wanted to say, but you didn't want anyone else to hear it like on the camera or like the audience that was watching? Just putting myself back in that time, I, I, I really couldn't process anything. I didn't know what to say. It's hard to, it's hard to look back and, and wish things were different because I remember feeling like the, as much it's like you've got so much going on but you're like I don't have the words to say it and is it like this camera's right in front of me and I, if I say the wrong thing like what's going to be used or I'm such a private person that's the crazy thing and I go on this reality show and now you know everybody you know they have this idea of what goes on in fantasy suites but that's not always what just ha like there's so much more beauty to spending quality time with someone and then to have to go back on camera the next morning when it was just such a unnatural thing for me to do. So that's why I'm like, okay, I love acting. Cause you get a line, you got to be a part, but now yeah. you're actually showcasing your life. And I'm like, do I want to expose that? Do I want to be vulnerable? And I just, I physically, I couldn't get the words out. And I, it is, it is unfortunate because I do have so much to say and I have so much passion for, you know, I did have so much passion for that relationship. And um, I just, I, 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 maybe I just didn't, I wasn't experienced enough in that area to be able to express it properly. And it's, it's definitely an overwhelming environment, I think. And we're obviously not used to doing that. I think the average person definitely is not dating in that scenario in like a mm -hmm. picturesque beach and whatever. So yeah. for sure, it's totally valid. Like definitely, yeah. makes, you know, and it's just added pressure to make sure to find that connection because you get into the situation and the expectation is you should find love and if you don't find love like you get kicked off the show and yeah. you know it's such yeah. a cool experience so it's just like are my feelings real there's so yeah. many things that go on mentally with you you're like I can't talk to my friends I don't have a job to go to during the day to like take yeah. my mind off of things and yeah. journal or do any of those things so you're really stuck with what's going on in your mind and you're also stuck with people who are also dealing yeah. with all of their things so um it was just such an interesting world it really is a test of how much you can handle yourself and emotions in that situation a whirlwind <laughs> yeah a whirlwind, a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah but at least you got <laughs> to take away certain things from it and you got to grow from it and learn from it which mm -hmm. is always what we want to hear and it's 
it's great that we get to see that from you and hear that from you. Um, but I know we dove really deep in a lot of intense things and we spoke about a lot that happened during the show. So we're just going to pivot a little bit and do something a little yeah. bit. So we have a little game, actually. Um, we played this on our podcast before. We played it with Celine, actually, who gave us you a My shout. girl. So we played this game with her. We're going to play it with you right now, actually. It's called okay. Red Flag, Green Flag, or Deal Breaker. So okay. we have a list of things and we're going to say them. It's like a scenario or like a situation. And you can tell us if it's a red flag, if it's a green flag, or if it would be a deal breaker. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start off with the first one. Um, he's very in tune with his emotions. Green flag. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Agreed. For sure. <laughs> you got, they have to, oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it's like, don't get me started. <laughs> no, I know. I'm literally like, uh, by my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But this one might be different. I don't know. The second one is, um, he has an Android. Red flag. I'm so sorry. I just, I, I. I need mm-hmm. to know. You know what? Oh, could be a deal oh hold on. Oh. No, stop. <laughs> no, really? I'm just kidding. I'm oh. joking. It's a red flag. Red flag. <laughs> I need to know. It's like, it's, I don't know if this is me. Okay, does Garrett have an Android? Yes or no? Do we know this? No, I th- he has an iPhone. He has an iPhone. Okay. His texts were blue. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, his texts were blue. Okay. It was, I, yeah, it was so funny. Like, during Paradise, I like gave him, I wrote down my number because I had heard I think uh, Kevin had done it or something. So I, I wrote down my number to give to him during the show because I have no other chance to. And so right. I was like, at night, I was like, please be blue. Please be blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, amazing. I'm joking. I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, anyway, <laughs> next question. <laughs> oh, my God. So the next one, um, he's always 30 minutes late. Oh, right. That's a deal breaker. That's just respect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to agree because come on, you're a grown ass man. Get your schedule in check. Yeah. Yeah. And as Shania Twain said it, I can be late for a date. That's fine. But you better be on time. So (laughs) words of the queen. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Question number four. Uh, He's a Disney adult. No, that's a deal breaker. I just per me for me personally, and there's nothing wrong with it if that's what yeah. you choose. But for me personally, I'm like I'm not a Disney fan at all, so we just mm-hmm. wouldn't get along. So it's a yeah, you just yeah, your lives your lifestyles would be yeah. completely different. Yeah. That's yeah. so we had to throw that one in there because we literally <laughs> we literally used to compare garrett to like being an is a disney adult throughout the show like he was talking about like this peter pan vibe that he was on and he was just he was such a like we literally labeled him as a disney dad that's how we saw him we're like like, garrett's a dd he's a disney dad like this i don't know what it is but he just gives that energy i don't know why yeah i feel like he's the type that's like if he were to have a kid like every summer the kid's going to disney riding every cool ride meeting every character like i don't know we just got that vibe he would be he would be like a fun dad though he'd be like so Yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, we got that vibe. <laughs> yeah. So the next one, um, he is a self-proclaimed entrepreneur. Okay, wait, I need more context on that. I need like, to, I need a little yeah. Like, okay, to explain, I like you know some guys who will go on like Bachelorette or whatever, and it's like they like have their own business, but it's just everything's like very vague. Like we don't know what what he does. Things. You know the whole like my Tinder profile says entrepreneur in bold. Yeah. 
Yeah, you wonder what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that would, it would more so intrigue me. And then if I realize mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I mean, this is not, I would say green flag seeing entrepreneur. Okay. I'd be like, Hey, schedule is open. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, these types of things I'm like, okay. So, you know, he can create his own schedule, that kind of thing. That's true. Uh, so I think, I'd say green flag for that one. That's true. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Some people would literally run away from that because they're like, no, no, no. Like he does his own thing. He's an yeah. Instagram, like a uh, personal trainer. We don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> If it, yeah, I, I'm not, not a fan of like the personal trainer, like life, but, um, like for me as a partner, but, uh, yeah, it's just, but I mean, entrepreneur, I'd like to, I dig deeper into that one. It wouldn't, it would be a green flag. Yeah. 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 Fair. Interesting. Okay. Our last one is he tries to kiss you on the first date. It's not a, it's not a red flag and it's not a deal breaker. So I guess green flag. <laughs> okay. Or like, like a beige, like an in-between. A beige flag? Yeah. A beige flag. Because, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes, you know what? Like you can, you could just feel it with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. I would say green flag, I guess for that. <laughs> if I have no other cho- choice. Yeah. Okay. Added like a <laughs> white sense. flag, like a neutral flag. <laughs> neutral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and be more Canadian, you know, like yeah. not red, maybe white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cute. Okay. Thank you for playing. Love that. Interesting answers as per usual. Um, yeah. So we're going to pivot a little again. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like what you're up to right now in terms of like your love life we hope you found love you deserve that shit and did you learn anything about how to navigate like any future relationships like what's the 411 right now yeah um I'm I'm not in a relationship um okay yeah it it uh it was a really tough year to say the least um but uh honestly upwards and onwards and all for the best (laughs) so that's that's regarding my love life. Um, yeah, jobs, jobs really good. I started like a new job a couple, um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I'm doing, um, I'm doing that I'm doing design and still acting and, and all of that. So got my toes dipped in a few other things and, um, yeah, love that. Um, I actually had a question for myself that I wanted to ask you personally. Mm -hmm. It's, not necessarily related to anything relationship wise in this show but yeah hold on yeah we need to put context to this Lisa has been so (laughs) excited to ask you this this has been a long time (laughs) yeah I'm like what is it yeah because during the show we obviously got to see a little snippets here and there behind the scenes and you were always dancing and just it was always like incredible like it was just amazing it wasn't just anything regular and as somebody who loves dancing and I've danced for a big portion of my life, like, did you ever take lessons? Is this something that you've done before? Like, are you pursuing it? Like, it's just amazing. Like, gorgeous. Aww, that's so sweet. I, I grew up as, I grew up dancing my whole life. And then I worked oh. professionally on cruise ships for six years. Wow. So I did oh. ballroom and musical theater. Wow. Um, so that's, yeah, I, I'm dance is a huge part of who I am. And um, that's really nice to know too that that's your background as well um yeah it's a whole other world and uh maybe that's how I best communicate right away I was like no, no like she this girl has a talent she's amazing like this is that's oh, so God. sweet yeah 
That was amazing. But that's amazing. That's really cool that you were a cruise ship dancer too. Yeah. It, never... it was fun. <laughs> There's so much we find out about our guests. It's crazy. And all <laughs> it takes is a freaking podcast. Look yeah. at that. Who would have thought? I know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thing. We don't get to see these sites. But Lisa caught on. Is the moment the moment yeah. you did a dance move or something, or even in your intro package, the, like you had a you had a little like little dance going on. <laughs> Everyone, just so you know, she just face bombed right now. <laughs> it's so funny because um my sisters, like I've got three sisters, and um our family is like, listen, if you can't take a joke, like you can't, and I'm the most sensitive person. So I knew that when my intro was happening, I was like, I know damn well they're going to be like, Megan, this is embarrassing. They're going to roast me for this. <laughs> they were all dancers at one point. So like, yeah, it's it's funny. But I'm like the theater kid of the family. So um, to be expected. But yeah, it was the intro was I cringed a little, but whatever it is, what it is. You slayed. You slayed. <laughs> it was so that's when yeah, that's when Lisa knew. That's when Lisa was like, This is my girl. <laughs> like we need to have a talk. <laughs> we need to discuss. Uh, yeah, that's too funny. Oh my god. So what is next for you? I think right now I just want I there's like a lot of self-discovery and just um a lot to catch up on, on the, over the last year. I feel um I just haven't been able to express myself to my full capabilities and I'm ready to kind of get back to being me again and goal setting and getting back to it. Living and learning and loving. That's what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to be 30 in January. So I'm like, I want to throw myself like a 30 flirty thriving party. Yes. So, yes. Oh my yeah, God. Gotta, Please. Got to plan it. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Can't wait to see that. If you post it on Instagram, <laughs> we're excited to see. All yeah. I'm back on Instagram now. I'm like, I'm back and trying to be active again. So yeah. That was my, going to be your next question is where can our audience find you? <laughs> if they want to keep Yes. <laughs> my handles. No. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, Megan, Megan Seymour, this is my Instagram. And then uh, I'd say my TikTok, it used to be bumping, but uh, it's, I have not posted a video for a long time, but <laughs> if you want to see me and my theater kids shine, uh, you can find me. I think it's Meg Seymour, uh, M-E-A-G-Y-S and then M-O-O. I don't remember. I think it's that. <laughs> To be determined, we will let yeah. everyone know if it's Megzi Moo or not. Yeah. Megzi Moo, yeah. 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 Well, thank you again so much for being on our podcast. We had such a pleasure to talk to you and to, to talk about your experience. So again, thank you so much. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much um, for all that you've done. Uh, you brought so much light and amazing fun perspective during the show and um to see you guys grow as well it's it's been really nice to see but thanks for chatting with me and um yeah maybe maybe we'll chat more later more more content who knows Ooh, excited for that and Lord, uh, thank you for being so sweet um coming on the show even though it's been a long time coming and you know obviously with the show ending the canadian version it, it's kind of hard to keep up a little bit i mean we do have sam on the bachelor in paradise usa right now but you know we are a canadian platform we do want to remain true to the roots so yeah thank you for you know like giving us the opportunity to give more content with you and we're so happy that this finally happened so you guys are doing amazing and yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> sweet thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon bye bye